I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Do you have one of those smart watches, the ones that uh, help you stay fit? I have a, an Apple Watch is what I have, and I honestly, I don't use the messages. I don't use really any features on it other than uh, the time, and when I go running, you can track you know, where you go, how fast you get there, how many steps you take, and I, I like the data. And there is also another feature on there that I, if I'm honest, I didn't even know existed until this year. I've, I've worn the watch for a few years now. I've got like, I don't know, it's one of the, the first or second generation. Uh, maybe I should upgrade. No, it's a fine product. This will be fine. If it ain't broke, don't fix it or replace it. The, a feature I didn't know existed on the watch until this year, and it is uh, an idleness monitor. Yeah, uh, since COVID showed up, I have noticed that every once in a while, much more often than previous, in fact, it's never happened before, my watch will vibrate. Uh, usually that is to indicate, uh, you know, an alarm is going off or maybe uh, someone on the super special email list sent me something. Uh, <laughs> the the only time it vibrates are for notifications like that that are real urgent. Well, this time I looked down and the vibrate was a little bit different, right? It prolonged a bit. I looked down and I see that my watch is yelling at me saying, hey, you know, Lee, it's time to get up, up, uh, up off your backside and stand up for a moment. Get some blood flowing. I thought, what the heck? And so I, I dug into you know the, the the features on the watch and learned that if you sit for too long, at least according to the watch, it's going to remind you to get up. And I have been kind of bothered by that because it's happened more than once. In fact, it happened to me earlier today. As I was preparing for the program today, as producer Amy and I and the rest of the team were going through uh, the different topics we would be covering today, doing the uh, various bits of research required, uh, I found that I ended up uh, seated, uh, I think it was for over an hour and a half. And the watch said, eh, you know what, that's not too healthy for you. You might want to get up, get some blood flowing. And so I did. I got up and I walked around. Turns out that I am nowhere near alone in this. I've been embarrassed to kind of share that because, uh, you know, you want to, at least I do, as a, you know, a self-conscious guy who uh, likes to put forth uh, an image of strength and vitality. You know, you don't want people knowing that you're a couch potato. <laughs> and that you uh, you find yourself in the office chair for hours on end? 74%. 74% of Americans in this year, in the midst of this pandemic, have found that they are sitting an additional, get this, an additional four hours a day. In the midst of this coronavirus era, four hours a day of additional sitting. study uh, commissioned by Preparation H. Don't 
Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Found that three in five have experienced new aches and pains due to how inactive they've been. Right now, Americans are spending six hours a day sitting. That's compared to uh, before. That's compared to two hours <laughs> pre-pandemic. That's four additional hours. So think for a moment about your own circumstances. Have you found your? Are you working at home now? And does working for home place you in uh, you know a certain area where you don't get to get up and move? For me, much of much of the sedentary nature of the job now is, well, for, for two and a half hours, I am planted right here in the seat. On, on the commercials, I try to get up and stretch a little bit. Uh, but in, in the morning, uh, when we are, you know, back and forth with, you know, newsmakers on the line, I'm having kind of some off-the-record conversations, uh, some of that used to happen in person. Some of that used to uh, be in the form of meetings or whatever. Now, now, of course, it's all Zoom. It's all uh, Teams is the program we use here. Maybe it's FaceTime or whatever. But all of our interaction requires zero movement. And that's taken a toll. And the whole reason I bring this up is that I have, you know, first off, I've been startled by the watch yelling at me. And also I have felt uh, some of my own, uh, you know, dedicated physical fitness time uh, has been curtailed a bit. I've been spending far less time running. I've, uh, I haven't done any like basketball or racquetball is one thing I really like to play. Haven't done any of that. And I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it uh, more than anywhere in my mind. I can see it on the scale, uh, but in my mind is where I'm feeling it the, the, the most intensely. And the reason I have kind of opened my eyes to this realization, again, you, know, you and I have had this conversation uh, a number of times. Early on in the pandemic days, there was, uh, you know, there was concern about this. And as the numbers creeped up, you know, our concerns kind of changed to other matters. And uh, I think that we've let our fitness slip a little bit. I know I, know I have. And so I bring this up in part, to put forth an invitation. While I was off last week, I I did spend much more time uh, running. And it was remarkable how good I felt afterwards. It was was remarkable uh, how my mind was clearer. I was more excited uh, about work. I was uh, probably a better dad and husband. Uh, I, I felt more creative, and I feel that uh, without that realization, coronavirus may have taken it from me. So don't let that happen to you. <laughs> I'm reminded of uh, you know one of Jeff Kaplan's Minute of News that he does, those wonderful segments. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a moment. Producer Amy has reminded me that uh, Jeff Kaplan talked a bit about this. I'll, I'll, I'll take a break in a second, and I'll play for you when we come back. Uh, <laughs> something that on Jeff Kaplan's minute of news he called dead butt syndrome. <laughs> That's pretty good. We'll play that in a moment. Also, when we come back after the break, uh, I want to talk to you about this monolith. I'm a little worked up uh, about the nature in which it was removed. Uh, but before I go, let me again remind you, it is important to stay active. It's important for your body. It's important for your mind. It's important for your well-being. Of all the things that COVID-19 has taken from us this year, don't let your fitness be one of them. All right, quick break. Back with Jeff Kaplan's Minute of News on dead butt syndrome. And I'm going to rant and rave about this monolith. That's all ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.